Hi, I'm Jess, and I'm out to get the life and love of my dreams. I'm tired of seeing myself get in the way of my goals and desires, be heartbroken over unavailable guys, and feel unsatisfied and unhappy in life and love. If this sounds like you too, let's do this together. I've created this podcast so we can connect, learn, and grow together. Each week, I'll be sharing, exploring, and learning alongside you on topics like dating, inner work, self-love, health and fitness, and so much more. Welcome to Happiness with Jess, a podcast for self-love, better dating, getting out of your own way, and getting the life and love you want. I'm so happy you're here. What's up, guys? Welcome back. Uh, So I had to take a little break there because I got sick (laughs) and I was down for the count. Normally I record on the weekends and last weekend I was, yeah, so sick. I had, I think a cold that turned into a sinus infection and you can probably still hear it a little bit in my voice. Um, But yeah, I was, I was out last weekend. There was no way I could record. Plus my, (laughs) my voice was just trash. So I'm back. Sorry about that. I did have to take a little break, but here we are back with a new episode. And I'm really excited about today's topic because it's something that I get asked a lot about. As a personal trainer and health coach, people are always asking me like what my thoughts are about intermittent fasting and if they should do it. And I originally wanted to address this topic through research from credible sources and client experiences and, you know, everything. But I think I'd rather speak on this from my health coaching standpoint and the most common thing that I'm seeing when I'm working with people. So there's a ton of information out there. If you're looking for a podcast on all of the positives, all the, you know, the research out there, this is not going to be it. This is just from my personal experience as a coach and how I actually address this conversation with people in general anyway. So you're going to hear it from that standpoint. And let's dig in. So I work with a range of people from, you know, people in their 20s to their 70s, both men and women. And the ones that are asking me about intermittent fasting are carrying unwanted weight. They're usually in their 30s or 40s. They have kids, busy lives, and, you know, very limited free time. And they are seeking to lose weight. And they're feeling really stuck. They're feeling really frustrated by other diets and past attempts. And they often are struggling with what they call their sweet tooth. So if you relate to this, this is who I'm speaking to. So again, if you're looking for a podcast episode on all the research on this, this is not going to be it. This is going to be for you. If you're feeling like you're somebody who's struggling to lose weight, you're frustrated by past attempts, and you have this insatiable sweet tooth, listen up because I think this is really the information that you're going to need in making this decision on if you should intermittent fast or not. Okay, so let's first talk about what intermittent fasting is. So it is the cycle of voluntarily not eating for a prolonged period of time and then eating again. Um, Common fasting window periods are usually between 12 to 16 hours and then followed by a window of like 8 to 12 hours where you're eating. And this usually means people are skipping breakfast and, you know, kind of starting this this fasting cycle um, in the morning and then ending it around 7 or 8 p.m., I've also have heard of people doing these more periodic ones that are like 24 hours or maybe even like a whole weekend, like multiple days. Um, and 
yeah, I mean, it's very common. I mean, it's also a part of a lot of people's religious and spiritual practices. I, I did have a client who was Muslim who partook in Ramadan, which that's another level of intermittent fasting because you aren't allowed to drink water as well. So from sunup to sundown, he was um, not drinking water and not eating. And yeah, from a workout standpoint, that makes it quite difficult. But for intermittent fasting, you can drink water. So most people are drinking water throughout the day, even like black coffee is allowed or plain tea. Um, But it is no food for that period of time. And I mean, fasting has been around, you know, from the dawn of time. I think it really makes sense in a lot of people's minds because our ancient hunter and gather um, ancestors, like they didn't have supermarkets, they didn't have refrigerators, like they didn't have food year round like we do. And sometimes they just couldn't find anything to eat. So, you know, we are equipped for this. We can really function without eating food for extended periods of time. Um, in you know, a lot of ways, it's pretty natural, I would say, and it really does mimic that that prior way of eating that we had. Um, and so, I do see like it making sense. And the reason why people do want to explore this is because when we reduce that window of time, like we're really helping ourselves reduce calories overall. Which you know, people who are seeking weight loss, that is kind of the common reason why they want to do intermittent fasting. They want to just yeah get a jump start on their weight loss. And another reason why this is so popular because there aren't any restrictions on what you can eat. It's all about when you can eat. So overall, this all does make total sense to me, and I get why people want to explore it. And yes, there is a ton of information out there that is saying this is super positive and not harmful in any way. Like hundreds of animal studies, tons of human clinical trials are saying like it can really help us in a lot of ways, like with obesity, with diabetes, cardiovascular diseases, cancers, and, you know, other disorders of the brain and such. So, I mean, I think it can be perfectly fine to do to, you know, enhance your health. And for most people, it's perfectly safe. But for the people that I I work with and the people that I'm seeing that are intrigued by um, intermittent fasting, it's more for weight loss. And I have some issues with it because for the people that I see, it kind of like has like a dark side to it because I think it really helps people further disrupt the relationship that they have with food and their bodies, especially when it's used to limit their food intake. Like, I see so many people who are already chronically under eating. And so when you do something like this, it just really messes things up even more. And if people have like disordered eating or just a problematic relationship with food, like I think intermittent fasting is just not the way to go. So if you're under eating, you have a poor relationship with food or disordered eating, this is not your route. And the people that I've worked with, the people that I commonly come across, like have one of those things going on. And chances are you might too. And that is something that's just super common, especially like under eating and having this problematic relationship with food. Because I I did an episode on this a few weeks back about, you know, diet culture and this this messaging that we receive about eating little and, you know, it's all to look a certain way. And because we really want to fit in, we want to feel desirable, we want to have like these experiences. And limiting our food has just been a part of this 
thing that we've grown up seeing. Like, yeah. And so due to this, you know, this messaging of diet culture over the years, like eating 1200 calories, eliminating or de- demonizing food groups, um, eating less, exercising more, like restrict, restrict, restrict. It's just so hard to overcome. So, and it's definitely one of my struggles as a health coach and as a personal trainer is because it's so ingrained in people. People almost don't believe me that they need to be eating more. Um, you know, so it is, it is really challenging. And that's kind of what I want to talk about today in this episode. So um, I think if you're somebody who is seeking to kind of reach a new level with your health and your well-being and maybe solve some disorders that are just not working in other ways, maybe intermittent fasting is the way to go. But if you're somebody just looking to lose weight, but you're also struggling with what to eat and just kind of have a problematic relationship with food, I think this is really where we need to be. So the problem with chronically undereating is many things, but specifically when it comes to weight loss, it is giving us the opposite desire, which I know, right? It's crazy to hear this, but 1200 calories barely covers most people's BMRs, which that is our basal metabolic rate, which is basically this baseline of calories that we need to do our basic functions like breathe digest food, pump our blood, supply our brain with oxygen, you know, without any movement of any kind. Like if you just laid in your bed all day long, we would still need at least 1200 calories to do all that. And so then when you add, you know, all the demands, you add some exercise on top of that, like, you know, we just, we need a lot more than 1200 calories to function. And when we are not eating enough, our bodies are adapting. That metabolism is slowing down, but it's not because, you know, your genetics or because, you know, it's not working. It's actually working quite well. It, it needs to slow down to adapt, to conserve energy because you are not supplying it with enough food on a regular basis. And what happens as well when we're in this conservation mode, we are going to be storing more fat in our bodies. Fat is much more readily available for our bodies to use for energy over muscle. So it's also going to convert muscle into fat and we are not going to be building muscle. So again, under eating is giving us the opposite result. It is, it may work at first, kind of give us a drop on the scale, give us, you know, a slimming effect of sorts, but chronically under eating, we're going to have a lot more fat on our bodies. It's just kind of how our bodies have to adapt. We're going to feel a little softer. We're not going to be able to build muscle in the gym. So when we are working out, we're not going to be, you know, putting on the muscle that we desire. Um, And, you know, in some cases that muscle might turn into fat because again, it's a lot more readily available for our bodies to use as uh, energy. And then on top of that, you know, if we're in a constant state of stress, which a lot of us are, you know, we live very busy lives and we're go, go, go all the time. And, you know, say we add some alcohol to it, too much caffeine, we reduce our sleep, our hormones are going to become out of whack, if you will. Our defenses are going to go down. We gain weight. We can't sleep. We're tired all the time. Along with that, other important functions are going to slow or stop. Our brains use 25% of our calories, guys. So memory, fatigue, sleep, you know, those things become issues. Also hair, we could lose our hair, our hair stops growing as quickly. Our periods could get all wacky. Um, The ability to fight illnesses is going to be a little bit harder. We might feel like we're getting sick more often and we're going to just recover in general slower. So 
it is really important to be eating enough. And I get why people want to, you know, intermittent fast because they think like if they just eat less, things will, you know, be better for them. But really, it's not. It is it is really hard on our bodies to kind of keep fighting this need to eat. (laughs) And along with, you know, all of these concerns about intermittent fasting, like I do kind of worry about people who use it as a tool to lose weight. Um, Because, you know, there aren't any rules about what you can eat. It's all about when you can eat. And so people can overeat and indulge on crap on their non-fasting hours or days. And they're not really developing skills and tools to cook better or prepare their meals or manage their emotions. You know, like that self-command with not eating that cake when our, you know, we really want to is that's a skill. That's something that we need to learn. And um, if we kind of are in this mode of, okay, these days I don't eat. And then these days I do like, we're just really not developing that. Like that's just like any muscle in the gym. Like that does have to be worked and it does take time to grow. And so, yeah, it kind of influences these binge cycles and then it just adds the guilt and the shame and it doesn't help the relationship with our food or our bodies. And so I, those are my kind of like concerns with under eating, if you will, and my worry about adding intermittent fasting on top of that. And so if you feel like you might be thinking to yourself like, okay, I might be under eating here and I want to, you know, look at doing something about it rather than fasting, I have some recommendations for you. So it's first important to know how many calories you are eating. So I really like to have people track food for at least a week. Like just get a good understanding of what you're consuming without calculating how much to be eating first. Like we we really want that accurate baseline of your typical routines, your morning, your evening, your afternoons, you know, your your snacks. Like we want to see how many calories you're eating. And so I recommend people download some sort of app. There's my fitness pal, there's lose it, there's you know tons of apps out there. Kind of pick one that you like, but don't listen to the calories that it spits out. Because you're gonna type in your height, your weight, and your goals, and it's going to spit out some calories, and it's probably going to be too few. So I have a real problem with a lot of these <laughs> these apps because they're saying to eat like 1,200 to 1,400 calories. And that's that's still not enough for most people, guys. So, but anyway, just track your food for a week. Just see what your baseline is. And then from there, I recommend you use the calculator, the ultimate macro calculator from Precision Nutrition. And why I love this calculator is because it's doing a lot more than the basic calculators. It's a a lot of the basic ones are just doing height and weight and like maybe a general ask about how much activity you do a day. And this one has a lot more factors in it. It's asking like how much you're sitting in a day, how many times a you know week you're working out, like kind of separating the two. And it's also asking about like your food preferences. Like if you do tend to eat, um, you know, two meals or three meals a day. So it can kind of like just spit out some numbers for you that are going to be a little bit more accurate and helpful for you. So again, that's the ultimate macro calculator from Precision Nutrition. And then what you're going to do is take that information and 
most likely gradually increase. So I find a lot of people are barely even hitting 1200 calories some days, or like they're kind of oscillating from low calories to kind of binging. And, you know, so the goal is to just get your food at a very consistent level. Like obviously life isn't always going to have that, but we do want to slowly increase like 100 to 200 calories a week, depending on what that number gives you. Most likely it's going to be somewhere to 1,800 to 22, maybe 24 if you're a guy, um, 100 calories, which I know probably sounds so crazy, so insane, but truly that is a much more accurate amount of food that people need to be eating. And as somebody who eats, you know, 2,000, 2,200 calories if she hikes. Like, it's amazing. It is so freeing to be able to eat (laughs) that amount of food, you know? So just stick with me here. Like, you'll want to gradually increase and not just with shit, you know? We don't want to just increase just to increase, like focusing on whole foods, whole grains, and having a variety of fruits and vegetables, like getting all those colors in. Um, Those are going to be really helpful for us. Like if we just kind of stuff our face with more crap, like we will put on weight. So it does have to be intentional. You don't just get to eat, um, you know, fast food, fried foods, junk and lose weight. Like it does need to be fruits and veggies and, you know, lean meats and whole grains, like nourish your body. Another thing I recommend is to avoid that nighttime eating. So when piece about the intermittent fasting that I think is really positive for people is it kind of caps your your day and you know stops you from eating too late into the evening which really does disrupt our sleep and then also is a place where we do pack on the pounds so you know we are really evolved in that way to eat and live during the day and you know sleep and and whatnot at night so it's really helpful for our circadian rhythm and our metabolism is really going to adapt well to that sort of routine so stopping food consumption um i would say at least two maybe three hours before your bedtime and that's really helpful for uh, your sleep and for just all of your processes to work more smoothly because that nighttime eating is associated with a higher risk of obesity as well as diabetes. Another tip I have is to address your unfulfillment. So food is very pleasurable and it's super accessible. And as human beings, we are just naturally trying to avoid pain and trying to seek out pleasure. And so food can be a sort of drug. I mean, I see it all the time used as a coping mechanism, just like alcohol, just like marijuana, just like any other drug out there. It is used to deal with unpleasant emotions. And the most common emotions I see my clients struggling with are sadness, loneliness, boredom, and grief. So it's important to look at how your emotions play with your food here. And this is all a part of mindful eating and developing that relationship with your food and yourself. You know, because if we can figure out how we're feeling and find an alternative to suffice it, we're just going to help ourselves so much. Plugging that void of boredom, loneliness, you know, sadness with food does not work. It temporarily does for sure, but addressing that root is just a big piece of this. And it's going to be really helpful when, you know, acknowledging that sweet tooth, you know, for example, 
I, I think that is something that people talk to me about. Like, I just got this crazy sweet tooth. Well, number one, it could be under eating or two, it could be that you're under fulfilled in some way. So in a way, this is just helping you cope. This is helping you deal. But if you can look at the things that are bringing, you know, the sadness, the boredom, it can really help you just not need to plug everything up with food. But okay, so... In closing, I think this is great to explore if you feel like your health concerns are something that, you know, would really benefit from intermittent fasting. I think it can be really helpful for certain health issues and really positive to explore. So definitely talk to your doctor, explore some other, you know, podcasts and do your own research on if this is good for you, if this is something that sounds like you need to do. But for the majority of people that I work with, it could be really positive to explore your under eating, your problematic relationship with food and your body and maybe the unfulfillment that you're experiencing in your life. And so I would really urge you to find a way to eat that's more positive and it's more mindful and less restrictive. And that is definitely something that I can help you with. Just please shoot me a DM and we can talk. But all right, guys, I'm going to leave it right here and I hope that was helpful and I will see you in the next episode. I just want to end by saying thank you so much for being here and for listening. If you like today's episode and are enjoying the show, please don't forget to rate it, subscribe, and share with a friend. Any of these things are helping me so much to grow so I can get in the ears of those in need. So I really appreciate it. And for more content on self-love, fitness, and relationships, you can find me at happy.i.nest.jess on Instagram. Thank you so much, and I'll see you in the next episode.